you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Susan Rosen. And my guest today is Dr. Lonnie Herman. And um, we just had have had so much fun chatting that it took us a while to, to actually turn the record button on. So I hope you all enjoy this one as much as I enjoyed our, our pre-chat. And I'm going to ask Lonnie, is it okay if I just call you Lonnie? Do you want to now? Okay, thank you. Um, ask Lonnie to introduce himself and tell us a little bit about himself. And um, and then we'll go from there. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity to share my work and, and what we're doing with people who come to my clinic in Southeast Florida, where I'm located now. Uh, people who come to us from Florida, from across the United States, and people who come to us from other countries as well uh, for this unique service that I offer that's very effective and very safe. Uh, I call it the rapid health restoration system. And literally from uh, different chronic ailments, whether it's asthma to whether it's allergy reactions like hives, reactions to foods or different uh, fragrances, to brain fog, to celiac disease, to bladder incontinence, to irritable bowels, to migraine headaches, to autoimmune diseases like lupus and arthritic pains and and fibromyalgia. And even with MS, and I've got a long list of what we're very, where we have a a lot of uh, tremendous amount of success in helping people restore normal function to their body. And I can give specific details or I'll tell you that Uh I've got video testimonials uh, with people before and after videos of them. Uh, discussions with them before and after pictures with them of uh, of rashes that are gone they had from a lifetime for a lifetime a woman wow. with MS where she couldn't move her legs for five years complete paralysis she's able to move them now uh, a woman wow. with urinary incontinence for ten years more with this work uh, migraines for forty years one woman forty years terrible debilitating migraines gone after uh, working with me and there's many other. Uh, incredibly positive outcomes. Even a, a man who had a slow learning problem, he was not able to graduate high school. He failed one of his grades. He failed multiple times, but he dropped oh, out. No. Never thought he could make it in life. Now he's got a job for the government. He takes care of his family, which was impossible for him before. Uh, we got yeah. his brain to clear up. Uh, so the bottom line is, it's it's all about finding the causes of mm. the ailment in the person or ailments or or or, or uh, symptoms that the person's suffering from and helping to clean the cells from these disease-causing infections and toxins. I'll tell you, I started out as a chiropractor. And the only reason why I chose that in life is because my mother, when I was 15, had no great instruction growing up of like to do or be. There was no leading me along the way besides work for yourself is what I was told as a kid. Don't don't just have a job. You should have your own business. At least that instruction was given to me. But when I was 15, uh, my mother sat me down one night and she said, you got to pick something to do in life. Doctor, dentist, lawyer, pick one. And I said, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, how do I figure that out? So anyway, we had a friend who we grew up with in summer camp. Her father was a chiropractor. We called him Dr. Cohen. 
and he was a nice person and he seemed to have good financial success and he was on vacations and it was very calm, easygoing environment in his office and there was no cutting. I'm not too good around like blood and so on. So anyway, my brother, my older brother, I'm one of three, uh, my older brother and I chose chiropractic. We were into physical fitness and working out and so on. So that was the, that was the direction that we took. But I realized quickly when I came out of school that it wasn't the answer that I was taught it was in the school I went to. I didn't even know why I went, but still, I like chiropractic, but it wasn't getting rid of every headache. It wasn't getting rid of heart disease. It wasn't getting rid of fibromyalgia. It wasn't getting rid of thyroid disease, diabetes, and the list goes on. I wasn't able to help somebody with lupus or MS or, and so mm-hmm. anyway, I went back to school for neurology, went back mm-hmm. to school for neurochemistry. I went back wow. to school for neuroimmunology, endocrinology, or developmental disorders of the human brain. I went to school for movement disorders, alternative cancer treatments, uh, death, the, connection of a dental disease, disease of the mouth uh, and the whole body. And there's more without mentioning everything. Uh, I realized something when I took the immunology program, the immunologist had taught us and showed us from documents and research papers from laboratories around the world where they, the scientists who ran these experiments were not, or investigations of disease, looking for causes of disease. These doctors were not funded by drug companies to say the drug was the answer for the reduction of the symptom of the disease. These doctors are looking for the causes and every single of dozens of papers that this immunologist uh, gave us, every single uh, 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 report uh, showed that it was hidden, deeply embedded infections that got into tissues of the human body that made the arthritis happen, that made the heart disease occur, that made the lupus or made the thyroid disease or or so on. And it was also Mm -hmm. toxins. So that opened my mind and my eyes a lot to... um, of, of, of really realizing why chiropractic wasn't helping everybody get better, mm-hmm. but also why people who had gone to conventional medicine and possibly other alternative methods of care, why those different treatments and methods didn't work for them either, because the different strategies that people have been through weren't finding, weren't finding the cause. They weren't finding why the body was so upset. Some cases they could, but in too many of these chronic illnesses, they just weren't successful. So I spent a long time at trying to figure out, not trying, I'm doing, figuring out uh, the how and the why. And, and um, there's work that I do now that's developed from biophysicists and through quantum yeah. physics studies that we're able to uh, apply these different strategies and the results are just uh, nothing sort of remarkable. So oh, that's my story. Wow. Okay. I don't even know where to start asking you. Well, a question. I'll, I'll tell you, I just got off the phone <laughs> if I could, if I could share something. Uh-huh. We just had a yeah. patient. Uh, there's a, a woman who's been a patient of mine for on and off for a couple of years. Uh-huh. Uh, when I say a couple of years, not like it's taken that long. She had multiple different symptoms. She yeah, found me but, years ago because yeah. her mother had problems. And so she, she brought a mother to me, success with the mother. She became a patient. She referred mm-hmm. to many people. So I'm going to yeah. say a couple of years, not like she's coming to me every month or every six you, months. You, or yeah. so. no. She is, came, yeah. but. She brought her husband here recently, just about two weeks ago. She brought him to me. Uh-huh. Uh, he's like six foot four, this man. Uh, he lost over 60 pounds, more than I think it was close to 70 pounds he lost. He's been sick for, um, at the time I saw him, he was in the hospital for a month. They couldn't wow. figure out why. He was short of breath. He was losing weight. He couldn't put weight on. He couldn't eat food. He could barely eat food. So short of breath, he could barely speak. Went from being 265 pounds of 6'4", down to like, I think he's down to, maybe it was like 90 pounds. He lost a lot of weight. He was <gasps> just this bony, oh I'm sorry, I'm not emaciated looking person yeah. who could barely speak to me in a wheelchair. Um, oh the God. hospital couldn't offer him anymore. Uh, the nurse said he's going to, he doesn't have much longer 
They they don't think it was ALS, but they don't know what it is. So yeah. I examined him, and uh, we we found that it was one of the new viruses that we've become familiar with in the recent couple okay. of years. I won't say the word. Okay. And also that there were certain chemicals that were, let's just say, under um, stress from the job. There were certain things mm. that were injected into him. I won't get into the specific words that were oh used, right? Of, okay. You kind of get an idea of what I'm talking about, of an injection mm-hmm. that was given in the past couple of years. All of a sudden, his body starts to fail <clears throat> to where he can barely breathe. He could, uh, he can't keep food down. He's losing weight rapidly. And uh, all the hospital, all the evaluation, they can't find anything in the respiratory test besides that it wasn't good function. They couldn't find anything in an MRI. They couldn't find anything with a CAT scan, with x-ray, with blood tests. They can't find anything. They can't make a connection why his body is failing. Uh, and so I just got off the phone with him and his wife before I got on this, this discussion with you, this interview with you. And he's on his, I think it was 11th day of his customized protocol that we designed for him. The wife tells me, I get a message. The reason why I called him before is because now I get this urgent message. I should call him because he's coughing so much and they're under, they're very stressed. I look at the message and I'm thinking to myself, he's coughing. He couldn't even cough before. He couldn't even, he could barely even speak before. And he's Uh just like gasping for air and his chest is compressed. He's feeling like he's just choking, right? So, but he's able to cough now. Coughing is good because it's one of the natural mechanisms to get things out. So he was able to talk to me on the phone and he's coughing. Yeah. And he's coughing. He wasn't coughing continuously. It's not like he just had, you know, he just picked up the flu. It was like his body is flemming and getting things out now when he couldn't before. Uh So his wife tells me he's able to bend over and still breathe. He couldn't do that. He couldn't even hold his head down over the sink to wash his face or brush his teeth. He would just lose his breathing like that. So he had to stay sitting back Uh in a recliner. Now he's able to do that. He's coughing up, which was impossible before. He's able to put some food down, which is very difficult before. And he's breathing better. And even before, when he tried to take a deep breath, his shoulders would have to like creep up by his mm. ears to try to get some air in. That's not happening anywhere near as much. The wife told me he's doing a lot better because they're seeing the reduction in the symptoms. Uh, before, um, before I started assessing him, before I did this exam with him a couple of weeks ago, or I should say right at that time, I get a call from this man's mother, mother-in-law, mm-hmm. the mother, I should say the patient who's been here, her mother-in-law, so his mother. The nurse who comes to the house to evaluate him or to assist him told the nurse tells his mother mm-hmm. that she doesn't think he's going to last much longer just to start to get affairs in order because he's, <gasps> you know, it's it, this, it's going to take him. It, yeah. It's just, you know, sorry to say, but this is usually what happens. Basically, is was the news that the nurse gave the mother. The mother calls you crying. I said, just sit tight. Let's see what we can, you know, what, what I have found in him, what we can do, mm-hmm. which I found his diaphragm was infected with that virus. I oh found the trachea was infected with the virus. I found the lungs. I found the bronchi. I found other parts of the body, stomach infected with the virus. So he's now following the protocol. He's able to talk. He's able to breathe better, able to bend over and not lose the breathing uh, function. He's able to swallow some foods better right now. This is only in the second week, like for a day, like 11, I think it is of his mm-hmm. uh, protocol. He's got another about 29 days to complete all the steps that I outlined, but we're already seeing a great, the wife was just crying and, and laughing and saying, thank oh, you wow. on the phone because yeah. we're seeing the improvement. So I'll tell you, there's nothing that brings greater joy than being able to help somebody oh to, God, yeah. um, you know, defeat uh, uh, the disease and to be able to prove others who have sort of diagnosed them as, you know, you're never going to make it out of this battle to not prove that mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. wrong. 
So it's fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's why you keep going into work. Yeah. It's not even work. So, yes, but well, um, it's, it's it's fun. Yeah. It's work, but it's fun. Yeah. 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 No, I understand. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how how do patients find you? Uh, a lot of people through referral. Because once one okay. person where it's, you know, like him, like there's no way that it, it's ever, how could you ever do that? And then when people see and there's like, who is the person who did this for you? So we get a lot of referrals, but yeah. also people find me on my website, which is mm. uh, com. D-R-L-O-N-N-I-E-H-E-R-M-A-N. They can pause it, rewind, and listen to that again. DrLonnieHerman.com. And all my yeah, YouTube channels. Yeah. Yeah, you, thank you for that. <laughs> YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. I've got a lot of them there. I've got a free ebook, a free copy uh, that they can download on my website. That's okay. takes, it's like 40 pages and a lot of big pictures and big font. So it's all written, very easy to understand layman terminology. And it's all, uh-huh. it takes maybe 30 to, I don't know, depending on the person, 40, 50 minutes to read it uh, from beginning to okay. end. And I've got certain links in the book that there are certain videos where I'm describing things, how I mm. do what I do and uh, but anyway, people, they find me through referrals or they find me online. And uh-huh. uh, again, like I said, we have people who travel to us from across Florida, across the United States for this work as well from other countries, even as far as UK, Ireland, we've had from uh, Romania, Dubai, uh, Africa, Australia, Israel, New Zealand, Netherlands, Switzerland, oh. Sweden, coming here, Canada, Mexico. Yeah. It's, so it's uh, quite enjoyable. It doesn't I'll su- ask <clears throat> Excuse me, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, especially if you're getting it from referrals, people are interested in getting healthy. They don't care yeah. where the doctor is. I agree. And, and you know, it's and it's also and some people are fighting for their life. And yeah. it's, you know, people have to do it. And and we'd love to be able to be the, you know, the, the team who can help somebody achieve it. But even if they're oh not just God. like fighting for their life like this man, breathing barely uh, yeah. now better. Uh, but we had a, a young, uh, a mother brought her daughter who's 19 years old from Ireland or a clinic uh-huh. right before right before they did the lockdown here where people from other countries couldn't get into the oh, yeah. other country and so she um 19 her whole life rash on the on the body rash mm-hmm. at neck chest arms back rash <coughs> she uh had brain fog she had asthma environmental mm-hmm. induced asthma she had Ooh. constipation 19 years old her whole life the mother her first child Mother, the first child, who's now 19, ever since she was born, all these symptoms going on. Poor mother. I mean, it's a brave woman and just yeah, sick child who nobody was able to help. So uh, they come here in one protocol, uh, which we designed a protocol that she took home. Or we shipped them home uh, in Ireland. And I get a call that was like two months into that protocol. All the rash was gone. All the yeah. asthma was gone. All the brain fog gone, constipation gone. And so they did a video testimonial with me from, we did a Zoom uh-huh. uh, discussion yeah. that I have up on my YouTube channel. All the symptoms gone in one protocol, in one treatment that was easy to follow at uh, home. And the whole yeah. life she suffered. So what a, what a big difference. But it's not always that fast. But it is, yeah. if it takes two treatments or three, it's better than a lifetime of misery or, oh, yeah. or earlier. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So people, they find me through online and, and uh, people travel in. We've got a, a page on the website, a FAQ, Frequently Asked Questions page. Uh-huh. Where, uh-huh. So there's advice if they're coming in from another country, how to set it up or how they're coming from another mm. state, how to set it up, where the mm. air, what's the local airport, what's different hotels, how long do I have to stay, what's the investment and, and all that. It's all outlined there. So we're very... Everything about what I'm doing and everything about um, everything about everything in the clinic is very transparent on my website. That's fantastic! Wow. 
So how many how many people do you treat at a time? I mean, is I can like, only do one yeah. a day for how involved, and that's a good question uh, because the type of exam process I do, the the, the, the type of investigation, the, the the strategies, the steps I use to be able to figure out the condition with the person, it it one exam with one person can take all day. Mm-hmm. Literally, I, there are some people on a first uh, uh, first visit. We could be in here from the whole day. It could be like six, seven hours with a person. You might have to take a bathroom break, basically, but basically it's through yeah. the day and then uh-huh. they go home. Yeah. So there are days where I can only see one person uh-huh. uh, for an initial visit. For a follow up visit, we may be able to see two people in a day. And that's uh-huh. it. It's very one on one, it's very focused. And for me, I am looking to, I, I want people better as soon as possible. The sooner that we could see the improvement, the happier yeah. I am. The better for me, uh-huh. the better for them, the better for the world, because we can show more of what seemed to be impossible to now make right. possible in a short period of time. So, uh, but so I, I I I put everything that I can figure out to to do in the exam to help a person get better faster. That's what we're all about. Mm-hmm. The sooner somebody's better, the better it is for everybody. I don't need it to take. If it only takes one treatment, why take two? I don't need it. Right. I'd rather have more improvement testimonials online, more of my trophies online, yeah. and help more people. So yeah. 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 So that that's about it. It's so we're we're working about four or five days a week because it is pretty exhausting work. Uh, And um, uh, I mean, there might be a week where it's just overwhelming, and we have to put a six day in for somebody who's just desperate Mm. to get in, or they can't wait another couple of weeks to come in. Uh, But but that's it. It's one to two people in a day that we can see, and they're following their treatment at home and. <clears throat> excuse me and then i have a follow-up visit with the person uh, uh let's say the protocol lasts them maybe three months four months two three four months mm. or somewhere in between those month periods 60 yeah. 90 or so days it's um it's uh, uh we see them again and and uh sometimes it takes more than a second treatment but it's it's on average um we're able to measure that the person is improving throughout the protocol again they're doing it at home we have periodic discussions through when they're at home and they're following their protocol periodic mm-hmm. phone calls if they need to talk to me if it's not that we reach them first they reach me first and we can have a discussion uh mm-hmm. again but there are some there are some cases some puzzles that are a bit more difficult to solve so yeah. i keep advancing i keep on thinking how can i make it better but there are some cases uh, like Lou Gehrig's disease is not the easiest i'll put it that oh way. i bet yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Let's well, add from personal experience. Um, not that I had it. My father had it. I was just curious. You you mentioned Parkinson's. What about and, that? Well, so you've you've been able to turn that yeah. around as well? Or yeah, we've seen that. I've again, I've got video footage online uh, on my YouTube wow. channel. You can see before and after with 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 more than one person. Uh-huh. Uh, so yes, and so again, every case is different. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, there's different, different. You know, it's like if we're Literally. rowing a rowboat and there's water coming in. Now we can either take a Dixie cup and try to empty the water or find besides that, but find where the holes are that's letting the water yeah. in the boat. And so yeah. one robot might only have one hole, but another robot might have 21 holes. Yeah. 21 holes, you patch up one, you're not going to stop from sinking. One hole, one robot, you patch up one. That's it. It's You're safe. So yeah. there, there are many for Parkinson's. Now, let me just say this in, in all fairness with um, with what's going on in the world with that terrible condition. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I take that very close to me, that condition, because my grandmother's second husband, my first, my mother's, my mother's father, my grandfather on that side of my family, he died when I was 11. He had a stroke and he couldn't talk, oh, wow. he couldn't move his arm or leg anymore. And, and soon after that stroke, he passed, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Uh, a great man. But she lived on. Uh, she met another man who she had like it was like this high school romance and they fell in love and it was great. And uh, he treated her wonderful. Um, 
he, uh, I know him for 15 years uh, until he, when he passed. He passed when I was 30. And he, uh, around when I was 27 or 28, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's. And in two to three years, he emaciated. Wow. He couldn't feed himself. He couldn't walk. He couldn't wipe himself. He couldn't dress himself. He couldn't do anything. He couldn't even talk anymore. He couldn't even move his body anymore. And that was with great medical care, as they called it, and with mm. the top doctors and great hospitals and great everything. Mm. And it didn't work. I didn't know what to do at that time. But what they right. offered him oh, yeah. didn't work. The trusted way of treating did not work. And when we look at other people who are famous right now, I won't mention names. I don't want to have any problem online for saying, but maybe I will. Michael J. Fox is not doing well. Yes, right. And he's got all the money behind him. Not he personally, but there's all these research yeah. foundations yes. running and, you yes. know, and collecting money and, and all these yes. studies on not getting him anywhere good. It's unfortunate. I think he's great. And he was one of the my childhood heroes. You know, I mean, you know, Back to the Future. And he was in Family Ties. And I, I loved his characters. And it's so yeah. terrible. It's so unfortunate. I wish I had the chance to do something with him. I think uh-huh. I could. I just don't have how to get to him to be able to do yeah, something. Yeah, the connections. Yeah, yeah, but but with that said, I mean, it's like all that medical intervention. And where's it going? Muhammad Ali passed and, and so on. It's just, it's terrible. So when I saw my grandmother's second husband pass with the Parkinson's so fast, I realized there's something missing from their side of it too, right? Mm-hmm. Their side being the conventional medical side. Now, with all the yeah. imaging studies, with all the drugs that are available, while they can reduce some of the stress in some people's lives, it's not not really getting rid of the cause. What have I found with people causing Parkinson's? I find mercury toxicity in the brain, arsenic mm-hmm. in the brain, mm-hmm. uh, different toxins like chlorine and fluoride and aluminum, different heavy metals get into the brain and take away brain function. Viruses that people have picked up over time, it could be influenza virus, literally, or there could be mm-hmm. that got in the brain and change the brain function. When mm-hmm. I took neurochemistry, I'll mention a couple of other points in a minute, but when I took neurochemistry, uh-huh. it was, and neuro, it was a neurochemistry, neuroimmunology program all wrapped up in one. The okay. immunologist pointed out that there were infections and chemicals that made the disease occur in the brain and the body. Parasites could be in the joints, making the rheumatoid arthritis happen. Mercury yeah. from a tooth could be in the thyroid, making a Hashimoto's thyroid disease occur. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. There could be uh, a mold in the lungs, making asthma mm-hmm. occur in the patient. So there is proof of, of, of the causes of the disease. The neurochemistry part of the program, they taught us, and we had to memorize and draw out maps of the brain and know here is where serotonin is made. Here's where the serotonin goes through these different channels to affect these different parts wow. of the brain. Like a quarterback yeah. throwing a football, the wide receiver has to yeah. catch it to run to the end zone. Well, the serotonin had to be made and then thrown like a quarterback throwing it to another part of the brain to catch it to make the brain happy or to make the brain clear and function. The same for uh-huh. dopamine. So yeah. one of the doctors in the very last part of the program said, don't try to just supplement. Don't try to be the vet vitamin replacement for the MD and give somebody like a serotonin supplement that's supposed to, you know, take the place of a serotonin medication. They're finding their medication. What if you screw up? Don't hurt the person. But don't try to just replace it. You want to be able to, what if you could find what you learned in immunology? What if there's something causing the right. reduction of the production of dopamine? Go back what down, if there's, the, go down the rabbit yeah. hole, so to speak, and yeah. find those things. So when I followed that line of reasoning uh, uh, and I started to put two and two together with the work that I'm doing now. So uh-huh. What could happen is, let's say, what if a, a person goes to a dentist? I'm not blaming a dentist. I say this message yeah. all the time in, in any discussion I have. What if they were injected in the mouth with a nummy chemical? Uh, they had a root canal procedure done. At the same time, they had a cavity filled. Two different teeth. One was a root canal. One was a, they had to numb the whole upper jaw to do this procedure. 
three, four, five hours later, when the procedures are done, the numbing chemical wears off. The person can feel their mouth again. What would happen when we're, or I should say, three, four, five hours later, when the numbing chemical wore off and the person can feel their mouth, they can talk again, everything is fine. They can swallow, they can spit normal, everything is fine. Where did the numbing chemical go? Did it just disappear? Mm-hmm. Or did it migrate through the bloodstream and the nervous system to a part of the brain? What if that numbing chemical went to a part of the brain that makes dopamine and it stays in the part of the brain that makes dopamine? What's going to happen to the center that makes dopamine? Is it going to work normal or decrease dopamine production? Oh, it's going to decrease, of course. It's, decrease it, It's yeah. going to get numb. It's going to get numb. <laughs> and it stays that way. It's like putting a tattoo ink in somebody's skin. It doesn't leave. It might fade uh-huh. a little bit over the years, but the ink is still there 20, 30, 50, 60 years later. The uh-huh. numbing chemical gets deposited into a tissue in the brain where dopamine is made. What's going to happen to the ability to make dopamine? It's going to decrease. Even if the body, even if the person is doing great detox strategies over whatever period of time they're in a sauna, mm-hmm. they do lymph drainage, they do an enema, they do castor oil packs, they take liver detox, mm-hmm. or whatever formulas they find in Whole Foods or somewhere else, right. what would happen? Maybe the body's able to pull a little bit of that deep, that, that, that numbing agent out of that part of the brain where the dopamine is made, but it can't get it all. Just like some of the tattoo ink disappears and it fades, but it's not gone. Mm-hmm. So, but they can take tattoo ink out of the skin with a certain laser procedure. You need the right mm-hmm. treatment to do the right thing. So I find that anesthesia chemicals like dental and surgical anesthetics are in the brain. Mm-hmm. I find that a virus that somebody got 20 years ago is in the brain, interfering mm-hmm. with even if dopamine is made at normal levels, but it's not being received. Because if that wide receiver running to get the football, his hands or her hands are tied behind their back, they can't catch the ball. What would happen if there's a virus in the part of the brain that's supposed to catch the dopamine to make the dopamine help that part of the brain run. You got a virus, they're blocking it, or a mold infection, they're blocking it, or mercury, yeah. and they're blocking it. There was a study that was done uh, uh, by um, uh, because of an accident that happened in Japan. This is called Minamata disease. Minamata, Japan. It's coined, okay. the, the, I shouldn't say coined, the disease is named after this fisherman uh-huh. village. Men and women living in this uh, area that was right on the water, they fished a lot for their food. There were cats on the island as well, or cats on this part of Japan, Minamata mm-hmm. uh, as well. And all these people, and there's video footage of this, of these people in Minamata, Japan, they started developing seizure-like uh, uh, malfunctions that would not stop and Parkinson's-like symptoms that would not stop shaking, eyes rolling uh-huh. back, and just balance problems. And, and they yeah. found when they studied these people that it was coming from the food, the food, the fish. What was in the fish? Mercury. Where did the mercury come from? They had a fertilizer production plant that was right on the other side of the water. The the byproduct of the fertilizer production was mercury. This company was dumping mercury in the water. The fish absorbed the mercury in the water. The people ate the fish. They got mercury poisoning. It's through the brain. They know that it was Minamata, what they called Minamata disease, was caused by mercury poisoning in the brain. How do they know? Because they took the cats on that area that didn't have the symptoms. They gave them the same fish that had the mercury in it, that they measured mercury in the fish. The fit, the cats developed the same seizure-like and Parkinson's type of Whoa. symptoms. Yeah. They yeah. know it was mercury poisoning to the brain that did it. So, um, so the point is, there's lots of studies out there that prove mm-hmm. what can cause a disease, and that my job is to yeah. keep yeah. researching and finding what those causes are, and provide safe and highly effective, precise, quantum-energized formulas that people yeah. take at home to remove these different disease-causing infections and chemicals from the brain, from the thyroid, from the limb, from the skin, from wherever the disease is, is happening. And so uh-huh. that we can settle down these, we can settle down the stress in the body to help the body rid the symptom and help them restore their health as rapidly as possible. Yep. That's it. Yeah. No, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. 
That makes a lot of sense. And it probably also, especially with the Parkinson's, um, explains a lot about the the explosion of Parkinson's that kind of yeah, happened. Parkinson's is big, the... but cancer is big. Oh, yeah. yeah Autoimmune yeah. diabetes is big and rheumatoid arthritis right. and thyroid disease and brain fog. And yes, yeah. I mean, there's so many different ailments that people are suffering from. Oh, it's yeah. Just, it's all over. Yeah. And you're right, yeah. Parkinson's exploded, but so many other things have too. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I was just, because I was just thinking, you know, my father's sure. generation, which, well, he was born in 1908 and he grew, he grew up in Pennsylvania where they had you know, a lot we think of, of toxins in the air. It's not like the best oh, cleanest air, yeah, but yep. what else gets into the water that people are drinking and that water carries oh, a chemical yeah. that goes into the brain. It's That's right. It's devastating. Yep. And humans, I think that humans are sometimes humans are like the human's worst enemies. It's terrible. A lot. Most of the time, actually, yeah. I think. Yeah. I just don't understand it. I don't understand, but mm-hmm. that's another discussion. But yeah, you're that's right. probably true. Yeah. 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 So interesting. Interesting. Wow. <sighs> okay. Well, I guess we need to, um, we need to wrap up. Um, and um, such a fascinating discussion. God, we could talk, at least I could listen to you I talk could. for hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let me finish up. Well, first off, I will say that I will put links and things into the, um, into the show notes. Um, you can send me some or, or we'll figure that out. Um, and also let me say that, um, and I have to say this even though it's not necessarily, uh, true, but that, uh, neither of us are doctors and this is not to be seen as medical advice. Well, I am a doctor, but I, right. I, I can give advice yet. I got to be, they've yeah. got to be under my care if they're going to follow a plan of action. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I understand. <laughs> but, um, and so I will say goodbye and I will see everybody else next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.